Jacob, I've been thinking recently. I think we should have nicknames. Uh, nicknames on the podcast. Like, uh, like what? Like, like in Reservoir Dogs, right? We can be different colors, right? So I'll be Mister. I'll be Mister Blonde, right? Our beautiful listeners, okay. Our beautiful, lovely listeners will be Mister, um, Mister Orange, right? And you could be Mister Pink. Mister Pink. Yeah. Why do I have to be Mister Pink? Well. Because you're up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Very Reasonable Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Charles. Along with me, as always, my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Gloth. How you doing today, Jacob? I mean, Mr. Pink. I how am... you doing today? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I am well, Mr. Blonde. Yeah. Mr. Very, very, very dirty blonde. The, the dirtiest blonde. So dirty, it looks like it's brown, but it's not. It's blonde. Trust me. Yep. It's I. I it, do you, do you do you think of yourself as a blonde? I do not think of myself as blonde. No. I've considered it though. I have considered I going say blonde. I would say it's a very light brown, or yeah. maybe a very, very close to very close to blonde. Yeah. In the summer, I get there. blonder. Like, if I have short hair in the summer, I'm mm. a strawberry blonde. But most of the time, I'm just kind of like a light brown hair. Strawberry? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Look at me. I know a hair color. So a little, little pinkish. There's a little hue. A little you might pink say. hue. Some would say it's pinkish my hue. scalp being sunburnt because it's so hot out. But mm. I would say it's because I'm a beautiful strawberry blonde colored boy. Yes. I have considered dyeing my hair platinum blonde. That I, I have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Um, I've seen the parts show. of it. I think I've seen the episode that you're talking well, there, about. There's a moment in in the show where mm-hmm. like, um, uh, one of the characters, his name's Ted, is like, vaguely is like, it'd be stupid if I went blonde. And everyone, all the other, all of his friends look at each other and like they have like a a conversation in their heads just through looks. It's like. If we say the right words here, we can get him to dye his hair blonde. And that's just what I thought in my head there. I was like, if I say the right words here, maybe I can get Charlie yes. to dye his hair blonde. That, I would love that. I have now, also, I got a gift today. I got a present, which is very sweet. I got a, a cup do. from my well, grandmother. Of course. Oh. It says, I never dreamed I'd grow up to be a super cool grandson, but here I am, killing it. So I, I just want the listeners to know. Grandparents are the best, aren't yeah, they? She's great. Just, I love my grandma. Yeah, so supportive. But I want everyone in the audience to know that I am currently and will forever be drinking out of that mug during the podcast. Mm. And I am killing That's it. That's nice. I'm drinking out of a plastic mug with the name of the school that my sister went to with water in it. So Oh, lame. I think that's equally as cool. I don't think so. But to disagree, to uh, agree or disagree, what's your show? You have a pitch. You've got a TV show that you're going to pitch to us. I do. Um, So the idea is an inn that's right next to a, um, it's like on the edge of a dungeon. Okay. It's where all the heroes go right before they go into the dungeon. And everyone that goes into the dungeon either dies or gets maimed and leaves. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and the show name I have is Dead Man's Inn. I am open to suggestions now. I, I kind of want something a little bit more comedic. Yeah. If we can have a pun title, that'd be nice. So I'm, if you come up with a pun, I'm thinking that would be great. My first thought goes to title-wise, like because that's like a tutorial area and like a video game. Yeah. So I, I like I don't know. I feel like we could play with with that in some sort of a way. You know, 
like you kind of we could do like a fantasy name but it's basically just tutorial level or level one or whatever um well the, the jokes that i were going for is that you're gonna die here like i don't know like mm -hmm. uh final rest in you know mm -hmm. something like that yeah. that's what I, what I was thinking of but you know other th other things work too because the idea is that everyone that goes through this inn it's generally their last meal um the like they're going to die when they go in almost everyone dies if they make it out it's a miracle you know yeah last so meal it's not a, not a good place no sounds bad and our characters uh run the inn i assume uh yes mostly um, so the I'll, I'll run through the characters now. So first we have Borg. Borg is the innkeeper, the owner. Mm -hmm. He's a very aged, old Viking-looking dude with one eye. He mans the bar, um, probably played by Dave Bautista or someone that looks like him. You know, kind of big, muscular, but kind of can be a little funny if he needs to. But also yeah. has has the ability to just be like you know. Scary. This guy has a has a thing where he will just stare forward for a long time and like just not say a word and then just jump into a story or like just say something that doesn't make any sense. You know. I like that. Like it's it's like he's you can see it, like he's just staring forward away. It's like he's in a different world, thinking about something completely different, trapped in like a memory, and then he just snaps back to the real world, like nothing even happened. I'm sure you know people like that, yeah. where like they just think of something, they stare forward, and then they just snap back like nothing happened. I do that. Um, I do that way too much. It really bothers people. <laughs> um. He gets lost in stories about old adventures. So this he's like an old hero adventurer, but the only stories he tells are like really boring ones. And when he tells like the exciting part, he'll just run through real quick. Yeah. Okay. So good. he'll spend an hour talking about like the onion soup he had that his uh his like um squire packed him, mm -hmm. and then he's like, and then you know I ate the soup. It was really bad. Um, there's too many you know chunks in it, and I really hated it. And then we slayed the dragon, and then we got back, and I got new onions. And I chopped him up finely, and he's talking about all the recipe and all that. And he's like, then we, then we killed the wizard king, and then uh, <laughs> like just running through these like huge ventures really quick. Um, he's retired, um, and he retired before the labyrinth. The labyrinth is the dungeon that's right next to them was discovered, um, but says he'd do it easy in his day. Like so, he's like, ah, oh, this is nothing. If I was out there, I would go through the labyrinth so easily. No, no one has finished the labyrinth. That's the uh, the big, you know, the big draw. That's why there's tons of people always coming to their inn because they want to take on this this big famous dungeon. Yeah, as you do. Um, next we have, uh, yeah. Uh, next we have Fraud, F R A U D E. She's mm -hmm. the barmaid. Um, she claims to have beaten it, but her story changes every time she tells it. Um, and she's constantly fleecing slash scamming the patrons. Um, so she, you know, she's in it for the money. She, you know, tells, talks about how she beat it. She'll, um, you know, promise, you know, tricks to for people to like how they get through it easily and and just try to steal their money and everything. Um, you know, she'll she'll take their armor and offer to give them enchanted armor that will get them through the the mazes riddles or something. And she'll, you know, just give them something cheap. Yeah. Take their stuff and sell it. Uh, next we have Filber. Filber is a bar regular. Um, who always comes back. So he's one of these few people that uh, can do, does the labyrinth, doesn't die, and makes it back. But he doesn't actually complete it. So he, he'll he come back with a missing body part um, every time. That's kind of like the running joke is that he'll miss a, first he's like, you know, missing a foot, then he's missing a leg, then a, an arm or a hand or something. Um, 
He's very like Shakespearean singing hero. Now, when I say Shakespearean, I mean like, like operatic. I don't mean like, um, I don't mean like literally Shakespearean. Yeah. I mean like, you know, he's got like the he talks in that way is what I mean. Um, he's always singing. He's constantly breaking into song. He's he's you know he's he's very theatrical. He's like a theater student really. That's <laughs> okay. Um, so we've got um, our. Next... Yeah, we've got Fraud, oh. we've got Borg, and we've got Filber so far. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just, I'm picturing all these people, and I'm assigning them actors and actresses. Uh, I do actually, ha I didn't have one for Fraud, but I did have an actor for her, Filber. Uh, Joshua Sassy, who, uh, or Sassy, I don't know how to say his last name. He played, he was in this show called Gallivant, which my sister likes. I fucking it's like, love Gallivant. Um, yeah, so the guy that plays Gallivant, mm -hmm. I was thinking. Okay, I like so he's, that. He's a big, boisterous singer, dude, you know. Does he sing at um, all in the show? Because I think it would be kind of funny if he broke into song every once in a while and no one else sang. Yeah, no, like, that, that's what I was kind of thinking of. Like, for him, the world is a musical, but he's the only person that's in the musical, you know? And, like, everyone just thinks he's a weirdo. And sometimes he'll, like, start singing and someone will just bash his head in with a, <laughs> with a uh, like, a guitar or something because they want him to stop. Um, then we have Princess. She's uh, Borg's daughter, so the the innkeep. Um, she's uh, very uh, sassy, a heavy drinker. Um, likes to make fun of the heroes. Um, yeah, so she's she's just like a really she's you know thinks that all their all their they're just wasting their lives. You know they're that you shouldn't be doing this. You're stupid. You're an idiot. Like why would you go into this dungeon? Because they're all trying to save the actual princess of the um, kingdom. And that's, she's trapped in the dungeon because there's a dragon guarding her or whatever. You know, it's the classic scenario. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to go save her. That's why everyone wants to do the labyrinth, all because of the glory of doing the labyrinth. Um, and then we have Meek. Meek is the uh, the bus girl. So bus boy, but girl. I, I don't know. Is there a term for... Busser. For bus girl? Bus, busser. Busser. Okay. Busser. So Meek's the busser. Um, she... Um, wants to be a hero but is very puny and also broke um so she's working at the end to try to get enough money so she could do the labyrinth like get armor and stuff and get training um and she's always practicing um but she's constantly getting verbally abused by literally everyone who thinks she's just a puny little you know piece of crap trying to do something when she's like you know she's like 10 or 12 <laughs> that's... and she's talking about how she's gonna do it and they're like this this kid's not doing it that's hilarious they're just bullying um, a child and yeah, but a uh, bit. Uh, sorry, I, I said she was like 10 or 12. She's like maybe like 15, 16, where it's getting to the point where it's not like cute anymore. That's yeah. she's, what she's doing. Where they're like, come on, you gotta you gotta be reasonable here. You're not cut out for this. Um, you gotta, at some point, have, you gotta face uh, the music. Yeah, you do. It's not, you're cut out for it, kid. Uh, then we have Mrs. Uh, Wicker Whip. Wicker Whip. She runs the kitchen. With an iron fist. Hates everyone, especially Meek. Her and Meek have, like, a Tom and Jerry relationship. Um, so, cat and mouse sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but Miss, Mrs. Wicker, uh, Wicker's Whip, um, she's... The reason she's there is that she's dedicated to making everyone the perfect last meal. Um, she really likes crafting the last... It's kind of morbid, you know? She likes making the perfect meal for these people that are about to die. Um, and, of course, she hates... Uh, she always makes the shittiest meal. Or, sorry, she's constantly making better meals for Filber. Because she has to top the last one she did because he's going to die this time, right? She's, like, convinced he's going to oh, die this time. Yeah. This is going to be it. 
Um, and so she has to constantly improve her meals, which gets harder and harder each time because he keeps coming back. Um, yeah. And then we have uh, some... We're going to do some short-term characters here. Sir Roland Wipe. Um, <laughs> Sir Roland Wipe is, the, is a very chivalrous knight. He's kind of like Lancelot, you know, the greatest knight in the kingdom. And he's, you know, he's here to save the princess. Um, and then we have uh, our main character. His name's Silas Lane. Or Silas Lane. That's the joke. Slane. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> he's uh, Sir Roland Wipe's squire. He was a country boy who's got switched switch with the king's son after a quest was declared. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, he's played by Dominic Sessa. I don't know if you saw um, The Holdovers. The movie just came out recently. I have not. But uh, he plays like the main boy in The Holdovers. Like this. He's like... And uh, in, in the movie The Holdovers, he's like this high school senior who is kind of like disaffected but really needs to stay in school because he's about to get sent to military school if he does if he gets kicked out again mm-hmm. uh good actor anyway but um i thought he was good for this role he's uh very under prepared for everything he's uh mild he's kind of excited to be sir and roll sir roland wipes new squire uh, but we'll, we'll get into what happens in a little bit all right those are the characters are you ready for the pilot i am but i do want you to listen to some of the names that i've been i've been thinking of while you've been explaining our characters so i've been trying to do a little bit of alliteration so i have a few that's like the adventurer's alehouse right or adventurer's last stop the last night in last meal regrets but i i like the bitter end bar or the bitter end beer parlor that's what i've that's i think the The best one best one i've got thus far oh the bitter end beer but you could almost do a pin a pun sorry a pin a pun with the bitter end the bitter in yeah the the bitter end i don't know how you'd spell that so it'd be a good pun the bitter in the bitter end the bitter end maybe we could just have it bitter end in we could maybe it's maybe the bitter end in there you go the bitter end in that that's that's the name i like that one i feel like that works perfectly yeah I like it. That's good. That's the new title. Bitter, the bitter end in, uh, the pilot. Very exciting. That's the name of this podcast. Everyone's on pilot's podcast. Here's the pilot. The tavern door bursts open in the night. Rain's pouring down. Silas Slane walks in with broken, wide eyes. He sits down at the bar. As you know, everyone's looking over. They're all confused. Like, how is he back? Is he? How is he? How is he alive? He survived. What's going on? A ton, a huge crowd surrounds him. All the, you know, the characters I named. They're asking what happened. Uh, Borg pours him a drink. He takes a shot. And he opens his mouth. Cut to a beautiful, open on a beautiful sky in a nice flowery, you know, field, meadow. Uh, pan to a, a, a big old castle in this, you know, on a nice hill. In this big city around it. Uh, we go in and. Silas and a bunch of other squires are choking. Um, they're in the training yard, playing with their weapons. Just you know, they're they're like high school boys, you know, hanging out before their next class, essentially. Yeah. Um, like we used and to do back when. Then we you were know we have a classic. Oh yes, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in the hallways, just throwing uh, rotten apples at, at the at the weird kid. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, those halcyon days. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so 
you know, he's joking with the other squires and a classic scenario, the heir to the king and squire and, and real squire to Sir Roland Wipe, the greatest knight in the kingdom comes in. And that, you know, he's this, he's, he's, this is kind of like the Malfoy character mm -hmm. to our Harry Potter. He comes in, he starts bullying our guy, kicking him over, kicks his sword out from under him. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, they, you know, as he's bullying him, the, the training instructor comes in. It's like, hey, you know, get your, you know, boys, come on. We're about to start our lesson. And they're starting up and uh, they're all getting paired up into partners. Originally, Silas goes with a friend, but the king's son, the heir, our Malfoy character, uh, it's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll fight Silas. And Silas is like, oh, shit, this isn't good. Because Silas, you know, he's he's not very good, you know? Yeah. He's not the squire to the best knights, so he doesn't get the best training. Yeah. And he's also just some kid. Um, and so he gets his ass absolutely kicked by the <laughs> uh, by the Mr. Malfoy. Good. Um, and after training, the king comes in with Sir Roland Wipe, and they're both arguing intensely. And it, it keeps getting bigger the argument keeps getting bigger and bigger um well you know uh well the training is still going on and then after training's over it finally you know uh bursts over boils over and white declares his intent to save the princess and there's sort of a cultural thing that's like if the knight declares he's gonna do something you know he has to do it regardless of the king's witches mm -hmm. you know if he's gonna go on a quest he has to save he can't go back on the quest now because that's cowardly yeah. um so at this big feast um, and it's also, this worries the king's son, because he's like, oh shit, and Silas starts laughing, because this means the squire has to come with the knight, which we'll explain, so the king's son's like, fuck, I gotta go with this guy, and Silas is laughing, it's like, you might have kicked my ass in training today, but now you're gonna have to go out and do this quest, and you're probably gonna die, so fuck you. Yeah, as you do. Um, and so the whole feast afterwards to celebrate, uh, Sir Roland Wipe and the king's heir leaving, um... You know, everyone's, he's bullying the king's son, laughing at him with his friends about how he has to leave and how he has to, he's going to die out there. And, you know, Silas thinks he's getting the last laugh. And the king approaches Silas. He's never talked to the king before and tells him, um, you know, the good news. He's been promoted. He's going to be Sir Roland Wipe's new squire. And his son is being sent off to a, a watchtower. He's being punished for his, uh, for how he brutally attacked Silas during training unwarranted attack mm -hmm. you know this is all obviously just a cover up yeah. so that we can find a, a way to switch and i bet the the, the watchtower silas i bet the watchtower is in like a beautiful island paradise you know mm -hmm. ladies with coconut bras nicest and place yeah fun stuff yep and uh silas i uh, now has to church travel on a journey with sir roland wipe to the uh to the labyrinth um so Silas is scared at first as they're traveling, but he feels better after they, you know, they get ambushed by a bunch of bandits and Sir Roland wipe, wipes them out. Mm-hmm. You know, get his name, obviously. He yeah. wipes them out. Hilarious, Charlie. You're supposed to laugh. I um, I laughed really hard when you said his name the first time. I feel like that's enough. That's enough, I guess. So, you know, he, Silas is getting a little bit more confident. He's like, oh, shit, this Roland wipe guy. I knew he was tough, but he's, like, really good. And he's, he's getting a little bit of training. He's feeling like, well, maybe maybe this was a good thing after all. Mm -hmm. They reach the inn. They have a big old feast. Lots of fun. Um, during it, though, uh, Fraud scams Silas out of his sword. Uh, and it gives him a new sword that he, she, you know, she's telling him better. This is magical enchanted. And so Silas loses his sword. Um, 
then we have a whole introduce the whole Tom and Jerry thing between Meek and uh, Miss Wicker's Whip. Yeah. Um, which leads to everyone getting food poisoning. And I have a question about Mrs. or Miss Wicker's Whip. Is she the only yeah. person in the kitchen? Uh, yeah, it's just her. Okay, because I thought yeah, I was figuring maybe there was it's like another guy. It's to be her guy. and Meek, but you know. Oh, and yeah, I mean, there is... could be another person we can add. Well, I was thinking, you know, you said it was Tom and Jerry, and sometimes, uh, Tom teams up with the dog of the house, and the dog's like yeah. this big lung- lumbering guy who's just like quiet. And I'm like, maybe you could do that with uh with this. You could have, you know, there's the cook and then there's the chef. Mrs. Uh, Wicker Whip, Miss Wicker Whip is the cook is the chef. And then you have something. the cook, and his name is like Burl or something. You know, it's like one syllable Burl. long. I like Burl. Burl. Uh, and he's just like a very quiet her guy. Her nephew. Her her slow nephew. nephew. Yes. There you go. And he just does what she says. And then we give a little bit of muscle to her. But don't have to be. Just wondering. Okay. So everyone has food poisoning now. Mm-hmm. Um, we leave the inn. You know, they all vomit in the morning. And they go out. Um, they leave the inn to go in the labyrinth. Everyone's a little sick still. Um, they get into the labyrinth. This will be, you know, a couple minutes where they're, you know, dark tunnels and mazes and fighting at the different you know skeletons and all types of monsters and eventually they'll go into a room and Roland wipe will just instantly get speared through the head he'll be like all right stick with me and we'll be okay and then boom speared through the head bam right there uh, which I love it. obviously leaves uh actually i misspoke there so as soon as they walk into the uh labyrinth that happens mm-hmm. so like the first thing that happens right away is sir Roland wipe dies immediately as soon as they walk in good and the rest is uh, Silas going through the labyrinth trying to find his way out because the, the door shuts behind them right away. And everyone else that's in the company with them is slowly dying. You know, all the other heroes that were heading up as mm-hmm. well. And he's running through the labyrinth alone. And he reaches a, uh, you know, the classic, you know, Star Wars uh, trash compactor room where the walls are coming yeah, in. Yeah, classic. And classic. he, as the walls come in close, he like climbs up to the top of the ceiling and there's a vent and he pushes it open and gets inside and he starts crawling through and he's able to reach like keeps crawling keeps crawling keeps crawling here's the screaming the blood curdling screaming everyone dying below but he's panicking and just keeps crawling and eventually he just pops out and he's outside and it's raining it's dark and he trudges to the inn <laughs> there you go that's <clears throat> so how he craw- gets to the first he, he crawls yeah that's how we, yeah, we get to the end boom uh all you know completely uh, full circle mm-hmm. um, and he later learns from Borg when he's retelling the story that Borg's like oh I don't I don't know how you, you, you so you climbed into the poison vents and you made it out so you, you probably only have a couple of minutes to live so he's like what those were poison vents and this is when he finds out that the only reason he didn't die immediately is because his food poisoning had already completely destroyed his digestive system and the way the poison works is that it turns whatever food you have in your stomach into um into like boiling fire and just burns your insides and since he had absolutely nothing in his stomach he was able to make it out nice and that's that's kind of it's kind of like the reason everyone dies we'll we'll think about this later the audience will think about this is like you're getting fed a really good meal and then you go in 
and the, one of the big problems of the maze is that the the poison will burn the food in your insides. <laughs> so it's like, huh? But what is Mrs. Wicker's Whip doing here? Maybe Mrs. Wicker's Whip like keeps that on the DL. Like that's information mm -hmm. that like only a few you know people know because she like bribes them into not telling anyone so she can keep making food. Yeah, and that will be one of the reasons that um, what's his name, uh, Filber, hasn't died yet is because he doesn't. He, you know, this huge meals that wonderful meals that Mrs. Wicker's Whip makes for him. He doesn't ever eat them. Good. She's constantly making these amazing meals, and he just doesn't touch them because he's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to adventure on a full stomach. You know, uh, you gotta make you slow. Yeah, you gotta be fast. You gotta be quick. You know, if if I'm really hungry, I'll eat one of these biscuits. One the of only these... hunger I need is the hunger of glory. The hunger for gold and adventure and honor. Mrs. Wicker's whip. Ooh. And then he runs out so, the door before she can hit him with a... I, I'm yeah. imagining her just constantly having a uh, a uh, rolling pin to hit people with. Maybe nice. she can wear it like an adventurer wears a sword on her... On like a scabbard, which is just yeah. a rolling pin. Just whacking people 24 7. Um, so, the end of the episode, uh, obviously he makes it back, we learn all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, and he's about to leave, um, he's only had the one drink, and he gets hit with a massive bill, and he's like, what the, like, Borg, what the hell, like, I, I got one shot, I thought that was, you know, you know, for free. Yeah, complimentary, like, he just gave it to me, I didn't even ask for it, and he's like, no, no, that, that shot's free, but, uh, your boss, Mr. Roland Wipe, didn't pay so that massive feast you had yesterday that's on you mm -hmm. and so he has to he has to pay this huge bill and he's like i don't have any money he's like well here's a mop get to work idiot and so that's how our our guy has to now work at this inn i love it to pay off his to debt pay off a debt you do love in i've noticed this a lot in tv shows that you do is that like they'll do a he's fucked now he has to pay off a debt which I, I also like quite a bit. I think it's a fun trope. Um, well, you know, it's just it's just the way the world works. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Aren't we all just paying off a debt? Um, <laughs> day, man. Uh, so episode ideas, we're going to have... Uh, oh, sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say that that was my next idea, or next thought was like, next episode ideas. It's going to... I'm assuming this is going to be a kind of show that kind of lampoons a lot of uh, fantasy you know, tropes and, and stereotypes, right? So we'll have a, you know, we could have an episode where a, a band of orcs come into town, but they're the most polite, nicest, uh, most intelligent people you've ever met in your entire life, you know? Yeah, they're all, they're all like, like silk traders or something. Yeah, exactly. So and then the elves come into, into town. The clothes and that they wear. Very fashionable. Very, very fashionable. They all have monocles and such. They have gold inlays on their tusks and that sort of thing. And then the elves come into town and they're mm -hmm. basically like fantasy rednecks, you know? And they've, they're have they like, I, I'm trying to figure out what... Oh, I would love fantasy redneck elves. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a har, 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 amazing idea. I love it. Because I'm trying to figure it's out how them. you could, in a fantasy setting, like roll coal, you know? Just when you take the muffler off roll of your uh, pickup truck to make the like oh okay make it so like you're spewing this like thick black you know gas out of the back of your car rather than like safer you know emissions uh i'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out what that could be and i'm like 
Could it be like dragon? Like they they could have like a a, a beast, a beast of burden that they all ride on, like a like a wyvern or something, and they like feed it a special kind of thing, and it just like shoots like this thick black you know uh, uh gas out of its mouth before they like start flying off or something like that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it would be funny to have like the, the fantasy rednecks. <laughs> fantasy elf rednecks is is good. I like that. Uh, some of the ideas that I had for episodes, mm-hmm. we've got the Filber episodes, so sort of the intro to him, where he comes in, he's a big old champion, um, and, he, and throughout the episode he continually returns with less and less limbs, mm-hmm. and uh, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Wicker's Whip. Uh, constantly tries to go to, to feed him these giant feasts that he just won't eat. Uh, the B story of this is going to be Silas trying to get the sword back from fraud, and this, and and in this episode he discovers her lies. Like he'll go, he's trying to get the sword back at the very end of the episode, and he goes into her room and he finds just like a huge storehouse full. Like her room is huge, and there's just tons of treasure and all this stuff that she's fleeced off of people over the years. Mm-hmm. And he can't. He's like searching through, and he can't even find his sword. It's just so uh, much. It's, or, yeah, it's just it's just so much stuff that she's been scamming people off of. We could definitely uh, do a fun like uh, homage to Indiana Jones with him like going through, and she's got like this preposterously like massive you know warehouse, and it's all you know uh, booby trapped and shit. And he's just like putting his hand in front of the light. The arrows shoot out. He's like gotta weigh up a bag of sand to take away something you know a key to get into another thing yeah that sort of thing fun little indiana jones stuff mm-hmm. but then because it's a comedy obviously the final hurdle like he'll see the sword it's you know beautiful and it's like right in a pedestal in the middle of the room final you know steps he trips falls lands on his face and like activates a trap that like s- caused the floor to like fall from underneath him and the sword just plummets down you know thousands of feet into a ravine or something yeah and it's just like all this effort i brought ted with me he's dead ah for nothing at least i have to pay him yeah mercenary fucking idiot told him uh watch out for the spiders (laughs) didn't listen did not listen so, next I've got the uh, the king's heir arrives to mock Silas, so he comes thinking that, you know, Silas is dead and is even more delighted to learn that he's working at an inn to pay off a debt mm-hmm. and just is bullying him. But to get revenge, Silas is able to pressure him into going into the labyrinth. He's like, oh, it's your sister in there. You should save your sister. You know, he's, he turns the whole crowd of the, the inn against him, against uh, the king's heir to, like, get him to go into the labyrinth, and he's being, you know, He's like, he's feeling compelled now he has to do it or he's going to lose honor and, yeah. you know, be shameful for the kingdom and his father. And so he goes in, but Silas feels bad because he's, you know, basically killed this guy now. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate him, but I didn't want to kill him. And so now he has to go back into the labyrinth and help him get out. Um, That's fun. And the B story of this episode is going to be um, Meek starts training with a mercenary to do the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. She finds like a... Like a brawn character, or like I've done a lot of brawn characters recently. Uh, any, some sort of like, you know, tough older mercenary who's like kind of willing to teach her. Yeah. Um, he came here, wasn't sure if he was going to do the labyrinth or not, um, and like you know, feels after he meets Meek, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll train you up to do the labyrinth, you know, um, and maybe we'll go in together. 
and it ends with um, right before they're about to go to go into the labyrinth. He chokes to death from Miss, Mrs. Yeah. Whip's food. It turns out there was an ingredient in it that he was allergic to, and he didn't say because it's like he's allergic to gluten. <laughs> he's allergic to gluten, and not he doesn't have like celiacs. He is he'll die. It's like honey or uh, peanuts. His yeah. throat closes, and he just yeah. dies immediately. Um, and for that episode, I think you could have a C plot of fraud, just because I'm assuming the uh, the the prince will travel with this huge entourage of, like, basically fantasy uh, fuckboys. Like, that's really the only way I can think about yeah. it. It's just, like, they've all got slick back hair, and they've all got gold chains, and you know, just, like, goofy yeah. Instagrammer guys. And just her, like, just fleecing them for everything they have. So they come into town with all of this gold and all of these cool, like, swords and armor and stuff, and they leave town in just the rattiest, ugliest leather, um like clothes and like wooden swords and stuff but they're convinced that they've stepped up because mm. you know yeah whatever whatever reason fraud has convinced them yeah mm-hmm. that could and be- part of that can also be like a you know um fraud is obviously very mean to silas but over time like when she sees other people being mean to him mm-hmm. she's like all right all right let's not uh, i can make fun of fraud you guys or uh, silas but now that you guys, I'm I'm gonna ruin your lives yeah. because you're you're picking you're attacking on my my, friend here. my bully victim. I'm the only one who's allowed to, who's allowed mm-hmm. to bully him. Um, um. Okay. So some of the reveals we're gonna get to in this show. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna learn that you uh, you know, as we go through, we'll learn that uh, Princess uh, Borg's daughter is actually adopted, and Borg's gonna say that oh yeah, I uh, saved her like years ago. From a dungeon I did, and um, you know she didn't have any parents, so she came back here, and that's why I'm raising her. And you know that'll be just a casual thing we learn. And as we go on, it's become more and more apparent that Princess is the princess. Yeah, I was going to say that that's at the end of the that's supposed to be at the end of this thing. And Borg has actually completed this dungeon years mm-hmm. ago and saved the princess. And no one, you know, he Borg is too. He's too old to even remember that he did it because he's done so many yeah, dungeons. Yeah, he's just such a forgetful um, old man that he's just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, it, it couldn't have been this dungeon because uh, that tree wasn't there when I came out. You know, just like something so ridiculous. It's like, yeah, somebody planted the tree after you left. It was like, nah, that, that no, didn't yeah. happen like that. And, and, and Princess, she just, you know, she just doesn't want to go back to her father and like the responsibilities of her lifestyle. She likes being a free... You know, yeah. heavy drinking. You know, she has no, absolutely no responsibilities at this mm-hmm. place, and she, you know, she, she enjoys the inn and the people that work there. That would then, um, then we do have to have a good reason that she doesn't talk to her brother when he's there. That that's see, that's the thing is that her brother is very young, and mm-hmm. she's like like twenty something. Like she, her, she never even knew her brother. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay, never even met her. Yeah, and she doesn't. Or like, you know, she probably knew him when he was a baby. Um, and, and she'll be really drunk there in that episode, and we'll have like a, a thing that's slightly revealing. And she's like, you're a stupid baby. You're always stupid, fugly baby. And like, she'll say something like that, and she'll almost get stabbed by one of his yeah. guards because they're like, don't don't, don't say that about the prince. How and dare then the, you? The, bar, the barman, like the old uh, Borg, will just like, as soon as she's about to get stabbed, he'll just like launch into a story, you know? The entire scene, he's just been staring off into space in the background. 
and as, I, as the yeah. knife comes out, hey, so when I was one time when I was young, I went and I fought a giant sea monster, right? I was swimming around in a oh, lake. Oh, that would be great if he, like, if he, like, catches the knife. Yeah. He looks into the guy's eyes, and you're like, what the fuck is he going to say? He's like, when I was young, blah, and he jumps into the story. And the guys are like, was there, is this story going to reach something that makes sense for, I thought this would be a big moral tirade about why we yeah. should stab her. But, like, he gets lost in his and own he's story. Like, what? And he's like, why were we talking about this? No, I was talking about Here's a fish I caught. It was, all, it was so big. It was so cool. It was, like, that big. Brought it back here, cooked it up real nice, yeah. delicious, a little bit of lemon, a little bit of pepper. Come on, nothing better, baby. What are we talking nothing about? Nothing better, baby. What are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then also another thing we're gonna get is the tunnel that Silas found is actually just a shortcut through the entire maze, yeah. through the entire labyrinth. If he just follows the vents to the end, he'll get to the end of the labyrinth. Um, you just have to not eat anything and go through the go through the uh, shortcut. And uh, what's at uh, the and end? then at the end there'll be a dragon, mm. and we'll have this big fight at the end where they're fighting the dragon. And the way it's ultimately killed is that early in the fight, Filbur is going to get eaten by the dragon. Okay. Just right yeah. away. Just chomp. And they're like, oh, fuck, Filbur finally died. And we get to the end of this episode, and, you know, they're about to get killed by the dragon. Silas is going to get slain. Um, and a, a sword is going to burst through the dragon's stomach, and it's going to be Filbur. He's still alive from the dragon's stomach. Here's my idea. Tears his way For up. that scene is that Filbur has, like, first episode we see him he'll have lost a foot second episode he'll have lost like up to the knee third episode he'll have lost like the whole leg i say that he replaces the leg with like a uh, sword right so instead of a regular prosthetic leg yeah. he's got a sword peg leg and so that's the sword that pops mm -hmm. out is him just like kicking it really hard and so he's coming out thigh first of the dragon's stomach yeah. he's like yeah this is great oh and he falls over of course Comedy. I'm thinking like that that can happen like he'll he'll lose his leg like later on late on in the series and get replaced because mm -hmm. I'm thinking like throughout the show Filber you know he'll from the beginning to like the end of the first season um, he'll be he'll lose all of his limbs and you'll be like how is this guy gonna keep going he's like all robotic limbs and the beginning of the second season he'll have all of his stuff back and be like what happened he's like oh I which you know she gave me all my limbs back yeah easy peasy um, on that heart gave mm -hmm. her 30 bucks and then you know well he'll lose more limbs and uh, again he'll come back you know if there's a third season season he'll come back and it, he, it'll be he'll like stitched on like frankenstein <laughs> yeah. limbs and be like that's just, this is how i'm going now and then fourth season it's the robotics you know this the well that's what we'll get the, the yeah sword. he's got a sword leg like prosthetics i mean yeah, yeah. uh but that's my show the bitter um, end i forgot in. what is it the, the bitter end in yeah, i right. like the bitter end the in. bitter end in um the bei i often think about our shows because our titles aren't usually that short i think about them and it's like how would our fans uh uh shorten our names the bei i love bei it's my favorite show on right now but yeah yep. the bitter end in the bitter end in fan I like a comedy. I like. They probably call it the bitter end. Yeah, they could probably call it or like bitter. bitter. I was watching Bitter earlier today. Oh my god! Can you believe Silas? Fucking beat the shit out of that guy with two punches. Knocked him out. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, and I am also a big fan of you. 
listeners. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Very Reasonable Pilots podcast. I've been your host, Charles, along with me as always, been my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Gloth. You like what you heard here and you want to hear more, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat. And remember, we will be here next week with a brand new televisual series for you to imagine and enjoy. Have a good night, everyone. Goodbye.